Dr. Snooker, Libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and political has been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian Chaz Wiley. How are you doing, sir? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chaz, man. Chaz. Chaz. <laughs> you know that. I, wear, I think it's. I wear white shorts and I'm going on a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that, that, that whenever you say the word Chaz, it's going to end up, it's going to lose that meaning now. Oh, yeah. Because now it's going to be, you know, I live in the autonomous zone. Yeah, no, well, Chaz, like the Twilight Zone. Ch- Chaz is much better, though. Do you think Chaz is better yeah, than the Twilight Chaz, Zone? Chaz is better than well, it's uh, the well, no, not like the Twilight Zone, but uh, better than you know Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Yeah, you know? that that sounds like something that you know Snake Plissken would be in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Chaz, it's a much more kinder, gentler. God, it's it's horrible the movies that this country is morphing into. <laughs> it's what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Oh my God! This is wonderful. <laughs> it, We're gonna have. Wait a second. Hold on. Is you're gonna. Are you gonna say Kurt Russell is gonna go in there to save the president? I don't care if he saves the president or not. <laughs> I just want to hang out there. You know, it, it, it's great because literally this country is like becoming uh, sections of Disney World. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's like anarchy or apocalyptic Disney World. It's it's wonderful. It's like an. Hold on. Like overall, it's like getting like 1984. But then in certain areas, there's other sub books that are becoming as well. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. I, it, that's. Uh, yeah. Basically. I think the overall. I think we're in the 1984 universe. Well, Seattle, books. we've got maybe, you know, something between Animal Farm and Lord of the Flies going on over there. <laughs> animal, so, animal Flies. Yeah. Animal Flies. There we go. Animal yeah, Flies. Yeah. That's what I'll have to call Lord that of the Farm. Lord of the Farm. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK. Before we get started. First off, let me just say thank you for everyone listening to the show. We really do appreciate doing that. If you would like to become a, and we have a new member of the Unattended Baggage uh, member member area on Patreon. Um, that's Rob Marklar. Oh, that's <laughs> Rob Marklar. Marklar. That that is really I. Um, I'm very Marklar uh, to have Marklar Marklar um, because you know, fucking Marklar, man. Hold on, don't use those Marklar. You got to go into the whole different Marklar. Why, why are you going to be Marklar? Don't Marklar me. <laughs> okay. First of I'm all. I'm tired of this Marklar. For, for, and I'm, I'm Marklaring right now. First of all, Marklar, we know who you are. <laughs> Second of all, Marklar, awesome bit. Yes. <laughs> thank, thank you, you for, for that. Thank you for the bit. Thank yeah, you for exactly. the bit. If you don't know what that was, that is a reference don't tell them. to don't, don't, a No, 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 no. <laughs> thank you. Well done. Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> I was going to say, if you don't know what that is, you, Mark do, Lar. you Mark don't Lar. get to play. Yeah. Mark Lar. There Mark you Lar. go. Um, also, I, and, and again, I think you guys know this already, but I did want to make this thing, make this mention. We're never going to do ads on the show that we're going to do it all via Patreon or maybe another, you know, for, like I might sign up with the- I ain't um, committing to that. What do you mean? Bitch wants to pay me. I'm taking the money. I thought we were doing, I, I thought we already talked about that. We have no principles. <laughs> 
<laughs> Stop acting like we're, we're never going to do ads because we don't believe in capitalism. Fuck that. No, no, no. We're, choosing to, fund, we're choosing to fund the show through the, the people that listen to the show. Okay. I thought well, that's what we were doing. I uh, thought that's what you said. Uh, well, y- if that works, oh. <laughs> but I tell you what, big, bad, evil, global conglomerate comes and writes me a fat check. They're getting on, they're getting their heads on the show. Okay. All right. Never mind then. <laughs> First and foremost, I am a capitalist. Well, that is true. That yeah. is true. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, un- un- unapologetically. Yes. If But if you would like to become a member, um, you can go to unattended ba- or patreon.com slash unattended baggage. That's patreon.com slash unattended baggage. And uh, on with the show. Okay, so what I wanted to start with is that last night, you know, because every Friday night I'm uh, hanging out with my brother-in-law. Right. He's listening to the show now, so there you go. Hey, Ray Ray. Ray Ray. And I've never actually read the lyrics to Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train. That's because you don't like Ozzy. Partly because I'm not really an Aussie fan, which I but I've I'm heard still amazed this, that we're friends over that. I but I've look. I think part of it is like I've heard the song so many times, but now I feel so weird because like I never read like this is a protest song. Yeah. Oh, you, you know what? Sometimes it's so difficult to talk to you because you're like, oh yeah, of course I knew that, dude. Did you I, really how many know times that? have I said on this show that I'm a huge Aussie fan? I guess you. I guess so. Right. So I wanted to like. I never realized that this, like, like this, that this song is actually like a protest song. Okay, millions of people living in hate. Maybe it's not too late to learn how to love and forget how to hate. I think my problem is like I oh, never. Wait, I got the lyrics wrong there, but you get my point. No, no, yeah. no, you didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> Crazy, but that's how it goes. Millions of people, people living, living as foes. foes. Maybe it's not too late to learn how to love and forget how to hate. Uh, mental, mental wounds, wounds not, not healing. healing. Life's a bitter, bitter shame. shame. I'm going off the rails. I'm going off the rails. Sorry, sorry. No, no. Go ahead. I've listened to preachers. I've listened Listen. to fools. I've watched Call all the dropouts the, who make their own rules. Yeah, one person uh, conditioned to rule and control. control. The, media the media sells it, it, and you live the and role. you live the role. <laughs> right, like, dude. Yeah, like it's not only is it it's timely like for now. Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of it. It's kind of a narrative of, you know, the past, everything since the Industrial Revolution has kind of been this way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, do you now have a new appreciation for the guy? Yes. Well, there you go. I, actually, I absolutely have a new appreciation for Ozzy Osbourne. I really, I totally have a new appreciation for him. I did not realize that this song was actually, like, that this was a protest song. Or that it was actually kind of like a a, a, a deep kind of... Look, every time I heard the song, the only person I ever thought about was Mike Allstott. <laughs> well, that makes sense, too. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the, the reason I don't like the song is because of it, that's the only thing you'd hear in the stadium. Well, yeah, but, you know, it fires most people up. I know, but I just I, I, I was I was done. I was and done. And how could you not like a song that's associated with Mike Allstott, one of the greatest fullbacks of all time? Well, no, no, no. Look, love Mike Allstott. Love him. Love him to death. You know what I'm saying? Great. You know, great. He, he's a great guy in person, too. Uh, my my son, when he was a kid, did uh, his football camp, and you know he just hung out around, and played ball with us all day, and everything. You know, <laughs> That's it cool. just it was just good time. So, at any rate, I I, I read the lyrics last night, and I was just amazed. I was right. I was taken aback of that it was actually some kind of a protest song. And it was very heirs kinda... of the Cold War. That's what we've become. Inheriting troubles. I'm mentally numb. I mean, come on, dude. I, you know, how did is? you not pick up on that? 
hold on. I think the reason is is because I can't understand what the hell Ozzy's saying most of the time anyway. Oh, no. Nah. He's, he's not that inarticulate. I'm just saying. I just, you know, I don't know. I just yeah, well, I, I wasn't need, paying enough of attention. You need to go and reacquaint yourself with more of his catalog, and I think you'll end up being a fan. Maybe and, well, and the old Sabbath like stuff, War too. Pigs. I mean, I mean that's a that's definitely you know. Yeah. Did you not think that was a protest song? I guess I, you know. I guess <laughs> yeah. I never, I guess I just never put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. So at any rate, now let's talk <laughs> about Chad. Well, hang on. I oh, got oh. I, I got a personal story oh, I want okay. to convey. I want to talk about uh, um my uh, my trip to. Uh, well, I'm not going to say where it was initially, but uh, let's just, I'll set the scene here. I'm sitting in a waiting room and there's a woman across from me and she's got a painter's mask on. You know, the kind that like you get from Sherwin-Williams that is like, it's a paper hard cone type mask, you know, it's rounded, not cone. And uh, you get them like for painters have them or if you're doing drywall or sawdust or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I think they're I know like the about. real yeah, cheap yeah. one with the rubber band back. Mm -hmm. Okay. She's got one of those on, but it's just around her mouth. It's not covering her nose, right? Oh, my God. Those right. people. And she said, we're the only two people in the waiting room. The chairs are spread out six feet apart. Oh, so you're in a waiting room. Yeah. So she's across from me. And uh, she's got the mask around her mouth, not her nose. And, and she keeps giving me, you know, she's giving me the eyes, right? She's, mm -hmm. she's not happy with me. So finally, next time she makes eye contact, I like, you know, nod my head like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what do you want? And uh, she pulls her mask down around her neck and says, do you have a mask in your pocket? <laughs> and so I'm like, no. And she goes, and, and she starts, at that point she talks, starts talking to me like I'm a five-year-old who forgot his shoes. Yeah. Okay. She's like, well, do you have one in your car you can go get? <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> and that's all I said, no. She goes, well, they're not going to let you in there without, uh, without a mask. And I, I said, I, I think they will. And uh, a couple minutes later, uh, the dental hygienist came back and got me to go back and get my teeth cleaned. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this woman literally. The dental hygienist. Yes. So I'm in a place where there's literally people going to be sticking their fingers in my mouth. And this woman, who was 15 feet away from me across a waiting room, was concerned that I didn't have a mask on. Later, we were in the same room. I want to say less than six feet apart, both in chairs with like mist shooting out of our mouths floating up into the air and i'm thinking that bitch doesn't have her mask on <laughs> i hope she's enjoying my tartar and plaque as it wafts through the air and ends up in her mouth <laughs> so anyway yeah i mean that's just how ridiculous people are out there here's the thing i have yet to run into someone that will say that to me I have never run into anyone oh, that has ch tried to chastise me about a mask. It's happened twice to me. Wow. Yeah. But I don't wear a mask in any circumstance. Well, you know, and the, the, the problem that I'm having. I did one time for a client that asked me to, but that was just one time. I got you. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? I am because, you know, I'm doing the food delivery thing. Yeah. You have to for your job. Just to go in and out of the places. Yeah. Got, a, got the biggest tip I ever got last night, by the way. Though. Really? 60 bucks. Wow. And how big was the order? Nah, nah, nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, it was... Did, a, did they put a zero in the wrong place and mean to tip you six? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I got the money ready, so it doesn't matter. I got a feeling that uh, $52 or, or $54 is coming off that. <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing. The second biggest tip I ever got was like 32 Oh, okay. 
And I think this was this, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But at any rate, that was kind of fun, though. Was there, did you do anything special? Was there any reason for it? Or It was her first time using the app. I was really nice to her. It's like, hey, congratulations on using it or something like that. Like, I, you know, I kind of made, I was making nice about it. Hmm. But, you know, nothing, yeah. you know, nothing crazy. Yeah, first time using the app. Too many zeros. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it was a nice house, though. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, you never know. Yeah. So, Chaz. Chaz. Yeah. So, the... <laughs> All right, so the workup on this is is that Seattle, who has a history of kind of doing things like this, I guess you could say. I mean, not like this, not this all the way. Remember, they've they've cordoned off streets before, though. Well, for like block parties and street. No, and not stuff. block parties. They've done it for like in protest times where they've taken over like a street and have diverted traffic. Yeah, yeah. So they have a little bit of a history. Well, that's of happening all like over that. the country, though. Well, this happened before. I'm talking a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Now they've created, the people have created now this thing called the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Love it. <laughs> this, is, this is the stupidest thing. Why? I've ever wait, seen. wait, 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 wait. Why? Wait, I, I, you actually think this is stupid? Yeah. I think this is awesome. I don't, I don't think this is awesome at all. I think this is dumb as shit. You know why? Because their goal, th- th- this is the thing. Their goal is... It, <laughs> They're not making their own country. <laughs> no, I realize that. And they realize that, too. Okay? Uh, that's not really the way that they're kind of making it out to be. <sighs> I, I get it. It's silly, and it, it does have the feel of kids building a fort in the backyard. Yeah, this is Lord of the Flies. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a this is a, a this is the big combination of Lord of the Flies and Animal Farm over here. Which you've ne- read neither of those. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. But you know what though? Oh, you know what though? But somehow you're you're kind of right. Hold on, hold on. What I what I did what I did download today by Cliff's the way. Notes. No, no, Audible, and I'm going to start listening to books online. Oh, on, there you go. So I'm going to start doing that. There you that. go. Yeah. So, at any rate, so I, maybe Animal Farm is what I'll that'd be another one I'll pick up. So. Uh, well, I actually uh, you probably can't on that one because uh, I think uh, Amazon. Uh, took all of uh, George Orwell's books offline. Shut up, really? Yeah, yeah, deleted them from people's Kindles. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Why? Well, it turns out that there was one reseller that was <laughs> selling the books that they didn't have copyright to, so they, you know, there was a copyright claim on them. Oh. Basically, that someone was putting, <laughs> just copied and pasted in 1984 and then resold it as a Kindle. On Amazon, <laughs> um, you kind of can't do that. Yeah, they they you know copyright frowns upon that. But anyway, it's okay, so, back to but back so to, hang on. The, so the, the the news came out was that Amazon was deleting Orwell books off of people's Kindles, you know, and, and people's readers and, and apps and stuff. And you get you know you have to get four paragraphs in before you figure out the why, which is something they do all the time when people violate copyright and try to sell works that aren't their own that yeah. they don't have any claim to. But it's interesting that that made the rounds as a story for a while. No, that is kind of funny. Yeah. All right. So what happened in Seattle was, is that, you know, they had protests that were going on. And what happened was, is that the mayor made the police chief or in the police department basically leave one of their precincts. Yeah. And because of that, then these protesters came in. And, and basically took six city blocks and now have created an autonomous zone that they have named Chaz. Well, <laughs> Chaz is actually the acronym. Capitol Hill so, Autonomous Zone. Right, yeah. So it's it ended up being called that. But I don't know if they <laughs> realized it initially. 
Now, the other thing is, is that, so just to kind of lay it all out here, is that surprisingly enough, Washington is an open carry state. Yes. So actually, no, it's not surprisingly. I think that all but four or five states in the entire U.S. are open carry states. Florida is like one of the only states where you can't open carry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is ironic because on so many other issues, Florida is much freer than the rest of the country. But that's one that they're totally backwards on. I wonder why. I can tell you why. It was because of the when in the early 90s uh, they passed the concealed carry we were one of the first to do concealed carry but that was the give and take that we lost open carry when they did concealed carry hmm yeah eh. so it was a it was a trade-off and i in my opinion it was a horrible trade-off oh yeah yeah so th- these these um these i don't even know what you want to call these people uh young young budding authoritarian psychopaths no i don't think you can here's the thing and that is that is one of the biggest flaws that everyone is doing in this is trying to label these people okay okay the people there are individuals that all have completely different reasons and completely different motivations and completely different uh objectives for being there that's what it is. There is no sen- everybody, and that's the flaw that everyone keeps making in their entire thinking, is that, like for example, I had uh, someone ask me on Facebook, um, what um, would the sheriff have the authority to go in there and clear those people out? And you're so thinking absolutely wrong to even ask that question. You know, well, it depends on what side of that little barricade he's on, because the people inside there don't believe he has the authority. The people outside do. You know, does he? Is this a is this a sovereign nation? Is this just a group of individuals that are, you know, uh, rejecting authority? What is it? You can't really put it in those terms. And that's what everyone keeps trying to do is put it in terms that you can't put it in. So you can't really say that these people are authoritarian psychopaths. I'm sure there's a handful. I'm sure there are a few that would love to turn this into some totalitarian communist regime. There's others who are through and through anarchists. There's others that are there for BLM protests and really don't care. They're just, you know, want the cops gone. And there's some that are just there for the spectacle of it, you know, that are just uh, enjoying the chaos. So you really can't say what their motivation is because honestly, there is no they. And that's what the bottom line, and that's what everyone has such a hard time wrapping their head around. The, it, it, I, I, and I find this interesting. It, it seems to be very difficult for people to understand a world where there is no authority. And, and because people keep trying to put it in those terms. And it's right now you have a very small little experiment of no authority, what it looks like. I, okay, you keep saying this no authority thing. Right. But there are people that are instituting what you would consider to be authority on others in those areas. Okay, let's let me give me your explanation of what that is. Okay, so the first one was is that in order to get in and out, there are people guarding ways to get in and out, right? Okay. So just free movement of people is completely restricted by some governing by, and again, it maybe they're they're just governing that little area, but those people are restricting access to get in and out of that area. Okay. How is that different than the border agents? Oh, it's completely different because you have individuals doing it. Is anyone running it? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. There's no central authority there. 
Who do they report to? The rapper? <laughs> right. That's my point. Well, look, just because it's early in the state, early in oh, the process. Oh, I agree. I agree. And it, I think I think fundamentally it's going to completely implode for the same reasons I just said, because people can't conceptualize what no authority really looks like. So I think that eventually there will be... <laughs> there was people will try to create some type of governmental structure. There'll be clashes <laughs> and, and disputes between the people within it. Um, you know, so it's it's going to be an interesting thing to watch play out. But uh, I just find it amazing across the board that no one can really think in those terms. But, yeah, are, are the guys guarding the barricades? They're just trying to keep the cops out. That's all they're doing. So they are. Well, they're trying to keep out some someone. The cops. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But the the only is, people that aren't welcome there are the police. Oh, hold on. Hold on, though. But they're trying to keep out someone. Again, if you're going to have second, a, you're, hang, if you're hang keeping out anybody, then you're keeping out, then you're, no, you're making rules. No, no. They are trying to keep out the ones trying to enforce the rules upon them. You see what I'm saying? I There's mean, a huge difference. They've cleared out the authority, and now they're keeping out the authority. And they don't have necessarily a structure to do that other than what they, you know, have individually agreed upon. Okay. Now, what about the shakedown of the businesses? I, I don't know if that actually happened. So because, you don't know for sure if that's Well, they retracted. The, the police retracted and said, we don't have any actual reports of that. We've just heard that through the grapevine. And nobody, no business has come out and claimed that they've been extorted and no individual has claimed out they've been extorted. Okay. However, that was the most delicious piece of irony I think I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. You know, that literally they the police came out and said, we're getting anecdotal reports that individuals and businesses are being told that they have to pay a fee if they want to stay there or do business there. <laughs> and they said, and quote, I'm quoting the uh, um, deputy chief of police of Seattle. Uh, Nolette is her name. Um, chief, uh, uh, deputy chief Nolette said, quote, this is the crime of extortion. Yes. Literally what she described was taxation. So you have the city of Seattle confirming that taxation is extortion. Uh, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, so there's no actual evidence of that. Uh, that was just reported by police and they completely pulled back on that and said, no, we don't have any reports of it. They, they did ask people to call 911 if that's happening and they haven't gotten any 911 calls. <laughs> so in fact, a couple of businesses have come forward and said, business fantastic. Like there's a guy who has a chicken joint. A chicken joint. Yeah. Sell chicken. Send business great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now the other part about this is, so they have a list of demands. Right. Oh, no, no. Hold on. The other thing is I want to get into was the food part. So I guess they had some food stored up. <laughs> yeah. And then homeless people, I guess, stole their food. Right. And then now they're asking for more food. And it had to be like, they were asking for like vegan and soy. Oh, no. It was the most ridiculous <laughs> list of demands ever. It's one of the reasons when I was feeding homeless people that I never went down to Tampa with Food Not Bombs. Because Food Not Bombs would be stupid in how they would ask for, you know, they would like, we don't want any meat. Like, these people are fucking homeless. What do you mean you don't want any right. meat? Right. They need some protein, man. Yeah. yeah. You need extra meat, you dumbasses. Right. You know? But they would, they would and then Food Not I Bombs know. would give them like potato chips. Like, here's the thing. Right. The people that are these pro-vegan people are not healthy eaters. No. 
at no. all. Like I saw the food that they were giving out, and I'm like, well, that's just not healthy at all. Yeah, you know. But at any rate, so these people. Yeah, I always had that that problem with the food not bombs, folks, is because I agreed with them philosophically, and I love the fact that they were feeding the homeless. But it was just so they were so. I don't know, such pansies about the whole damn thing. They were you and know? pretentious. Yes, yes, exactly. That was it. Oh, yeah. No, no. They were pretentious as shit. Yeah. and they One were... of the reasons their organization is actually not very good is because of the people that are in the organization that suck so bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and there, well, the one thing about Food Not Bombs, by the way, they were always just trying to find a way to antagonize the police. They weren't trying to actually solve any of the problems. No, no. It always seemed like feeding the homeless was a gimmick for them. It was. It yeah. was. It was totally a gimmick. Yeah. You know? So, eh, yeah, I, I got my issues with them. Oh, it yeah. just yeah, But and but <laughs> you're right. A lot of those same type of people are now inside Chaz. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they know? are inside Chaz. <laughs> and and the homeless people so, uh, stole all their vegan soy latte <laughs> 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 you know? or, or whatever the hell they so had. <laughs> on a on a wall in the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, three po- prominently posted demands are to defund the police. Good one. Fund community health. Drop charges against Jesus. protesters. Other demands include prison abolition, the expungement of records for marijuana offenders, right. and suffrages of and suffrage of prisoners. So there's an internal debate within the zone over how many demands the commune should be putting forward, as some believe that this is the start of a larger revolution, while others believe police brutality should stay the immediate focus. Again, I'm reading this all because this because Chaz already has a freaking Wikipedia page, by the way. Well, yeah. I, and again, you said that earlier, and it's it's like I'm surprised that you were surprised that it wouldn't would have a Wikipedia page already. You know why? Why do you think? Because it started like on Monday. Yeah, I don't know. Wikipedia is nothing but a bunch of people who you know want to know about something or want to write about something, and then a bunch of editors that say, "Okay, yeah, that's legit." You know, that's really all it is. It's a it's a huge collaborative effort between thousands upon thousands of editors. I'm, I'm actually a Wikipedia editor, even though I haven't been active in a very long time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've I've written a ton of Wikipedia articles. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. How yeah. come you don't do it anymore? Eh, I don't give a fuck about anything anymore. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty that's pretty much a reason. I don't care about anything. <laughs> yeah, anymore. yeah. Just, you know, not interested. So, so overall, what's your take on this whole? I, I thought we were going to spend more time on this. I thought the irony of some of these things was oh, it's beautiful. It, it is. It, it it's this is like you say beautiful, but I look at it as just complete hypocrisy, though. Like they're yes. not really autonomous, though. Yeah, like they're still depe- like they almost want to be like they want to be by themselves, but yet still be part of the system. Look, here's what like here's, they're not growing their own food it, other than like fake food. Here's fake how food, you but. have to look at it. Okay. You have to look at it like America is a a child that we're trying to teach how to ride a bike. Uh-huh. Okay. Chaz is then moving from the tricycle to the two-wheeler with training wheels. Okay. Okay. And I say that because what you've got now is you've got a whole bunch of people Far more people than I think have ever really before been involved in active protesting and actively disobeying government. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that really is, to me, the training wheel stage. So from that perspective, anything that happens at this point, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be pretty. 
people are still learning how to even conceptualize what real freedom looks like, mm-hmm. what a lack of government really looks like. So they're trying, you know, it, it's and that's what it is. It, this is right now what you're seeing is the kid falling off the bike, you know, and they're going to fall off the bike. But the fact that they're out there trying to ride the bike and so many people are doing it and so many people in America are supportive of it and so many people are disobeying the rules. And it's not just this. It's how many people disobeyed the the stay at home orders. You know, it's how many people disobeyed. Everybody is disobeying right now. And that is probably the most important thing that's happened in this country in decades, perhaps even since the founding of this country. So everything that's going on, I see as just a wonderful thing. Are they doing it right? No, of course they're not. They're a bunch of children, you know, but they're learning. You know, they're learning how to be free. They're learning how to live in a world that doesn't have authority over them. They're learning how to live in a world where people, you know, aren't put in cages for nonviolent crimes. They're learning to live in a world where the people has, have as much power and are on an equal footing with the police. That's the beautiful part of it. And that's what I think is so important about this. So... The details to me don't matter as much. The fact that this, there is this upwelling, and it's not just in America, it's happening around the world. There is this upwelling of people standing up to authority. And that is, it, it, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And part of it is the information age. You know, the fact that we have access to so much information. In a lot of ways, it's making us stupider. But in a lot of ways, it's it's empowering us and freeing us. And the other part of it is we also live in an age where, especially within the last six months, the government has really tried to put the screws to us. And we didn't let them. And that, I think, is is what the difference is. Well, hold on, though. But the thing about it is, is that you're looking at there was you can say that there have been two kind of different focuses or and that focus is probably not the right word but there's been kind of there was the outcry that was going on when it comes to the lockdown protests right, right. and then you have George Floyd got killed right now there's the protests that are black lives matter and 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 the the other side of the coin if you wanted to look at it from two different coins because some of these some of these these groups the people that went out to protest to, to for the lockdowns and the people that are protesting black lives matter are not necessarily the same people. There no. are some similar. There are some people that are doing both, but very, very few people are doing both. And those two groups protesting don't necessarily ideologically agree with one another. And it, the media it, is absolutely making them two different things. It, it doesn't matter. You it, think it doesn't matter? No, it doesn't matter because what's happening is people are disobeying. And in reality, they are both, and eventually people will understand this. It's going to take them some time, but eventually people will understand this. They are both fighting the exact same thing. Government took away, some, took something from them, and the people are fighting to get it back. And the people who are fighting against the, the lockdowns are fighting because government took away their, 
their freedom of movement. Uh, it took away their, their small businesses. The government took that from them. The people who are fighting against the police and BLM, fight, you know, with BM, BLM are fighting because the, the government is taking people's lives. And that is the same thing. So what you've got is people resisting government. And that, in any form, from my perspective, is a good thing. When the people who are a, a, a completely, you know, unorganized group of individuals, but they're standing, all standing up for a common theme. And that is, as individuals, we want more power and we are going to take power back from the government. And that is what all of this is about. And that is why it's important. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it doesn't really matter the details. And it doesn't really matter that, you know, well, uh, this particular demographic is more likely to do this. This particular demographic is more likely to do this. I'm seeing a lot more overlap for sure. You know, I mean, look at Seattle, for example. That right there, if you look at Seattle, the people that are protesting in that or, or in the in Chaz, <laughs> the, the Chazians, we'll just call them the Chazians. Do you think that's how they're going to go with it is going to be Chazians? I, I'm going with Chazians. Okay. But if you look at the, it, and again, I'm doing this anecdotally just from images I've seen of the place. Chaz, the the demographic makeup of Chazians is about the demogra demographic makeup of America or at least Seattle. You look there, it's majority white people. A lot of whiteies. Yeah. A lot of so honkies. The, the point, well honkified. The point I'm making is it's starting not to matter what the issue is. Look at what's going on there. The people there all, it, it, admittedly, you just told the story of they can't get their demands. You know, they're, they're starting to argue of whether demand should be because they all have different objectives. It's like I said, they, but all of it is about taking power back from government except the few people who want you know free health care <laughs> well <laughs> you know but, here's but the most thing, though, of but those things you know uh close the prisons defund the police um let people go who have committed nonviolent crimes you know expunge the records of all drug offenders those are the things that people are saying no you you the government have taken enough rights from us we're taking some back you the government has taken too much power or has abused your power we're taking some back and that's why it's all good hmm okay i mean i think it's just dumb as shit i really <sighs> do like i i think that the thing what, that, explain that yeah i want to really understand why you think it's dumb if you really wanted to do something like that you have to go and create it yourself in an area that wasn't already built up some like like leave the major like leave Seattle and go start a commune then if that's what you really believe why because you aren't going to be able to be self-sufficient there you're still going to be dependent upon the system i mean for for Pete's sake your your electricity your water is still in the Seattle grid for Pete's sake. Okay, so what you're saying is that without government, you can't have food and water. No, no, no. I'm not saying that without government, you can't have food and water, but you can't start having food and water in a place where the, 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 the infrastructure is already set up for that city that's there. Right. Unless you do the entire city. Well, I'm pretty sure the businesses are still paying their electric bills. To who? The not the Chaz. No. I, I, what you're saying doesn't even make sense to me. Oh, I, what are you talking about? Um... All they did was push the government out. Who runs? Okay. Because I don't know certain things. Okay. When it comes to what goes on in that area. Right. The electric company 
is probably, more than likely, something that is government-owned and operated. And if you're trying to eliminate the government, then you have to find a way to create your own electricity. Well, it's probably privately-owned and operated with a government-protected monopoly, Okay, more than likely. Okay, but the government-protected monopoly is still in place. Okay. And is Chaz trying to get rid of that? I Can Chaz get rid of that? No. Yeah, they they sure. Why How? couldn't they? Are they going to start generating their own energy within six blocks? Uh, maybe they just negotiate with the power company to. Uh, maybe they don't do anything. Maybe the people who already pay for power just keep paying their bills. Well, what? If, here's the thing. What if the power? Okay, okay, all right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, what, what about food? What about it? They're not growing their own food. They do they need to? Yeah. Is the government going to stop the the distribution of food? Is the government going to close the supermarket? You know what I'm saying? What, what you're saying makes no sense. And but if they're not letting people in, then they're not going to... They're let- not not letting people in. There's thousands of people coming and going in day. They're not letting the police in. That's the only people they're keeping out. They're keeping the government out. Everybody else is free to come and go as they please. Mm, are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'm 100% positive. All right, I'm going to have to do a little bit more research. It, there's big one. signs that say, welcome to Chaz, or, you know, the Capitol Hill uh, Autonomous Zone. <laughs> And the the armed guards are only there to keep the police out. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So you're actually you're misunderstanding what's going maybe on. I, maybe I need, maybe we need to make a trip to Chaz. You know, I tell you, if it wasn't in Seattle, I'd be there. Yeah, and someone was like, um, "Well, yeah, that's what I said." I said, I, "I wish I could be there," and they said, "Well, why don't you go? Who's stopping you?" And I said, well, it would be inconvenient, and I'm not that motivated. (laughs) I mean, it's cool, but it's not that cool. Actually, um, I heard they're trying to start one in Nashville, too. Really? Yeah. So if that starts, I'll I'll probably go to that one. Because I got got family in Nashville I can hang out I wonder what they're going to call the Chaz one. Is that one going to be like a a Hank? I think they're going to call it Hank. It's more appropriate, yeah. 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 Or or Willie. Uh, Maybe they'll call Willie. Bocephus? Could be that would be I want to figure out that ac- acronym <laughs> you know here's the thing and I don't I hate to I hate to do this as a plug for the Patreon but I will say this if this show is making enough money that would allowed for a travel budget we would totally go there oh yeah yeah without question I would totally go do yeah, that if we had the funds in there to get two plane tickets in a hotel in Seattle we'd be there yeah actually we wouldn't even do that I'd, I'd like camp out I'd bring a backpack you know I'd sleep in Chaz at least for one night no nah, I want a hotel room no, oh, come on, man. Room. Really? Yeah. I'm, oh, you're a pussy. I'm, no, maybe. I, I would do at least one night there. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I don't know. Are, like, you know, have have they gone into the... the? Because uh, I don't hear any reports of the businesses saying they've been, like, raided or anything like that. In fact, I saw a picture of the front of the police office, uh, a police station from yesterday, and the front doors weren't even... It has glass all out front, and the windows weren't even broken out. It's like they're leaving it alone. I, you know, it seems very the, like respectful. Here's the thing: what I'm, what I haven't been able to find yet, is what I would consider to be honest coverage of this of this thing. Yeah, I really haven't. Yeah, because when I read every time I read like the USA Today, it's like, well, peaceful protesters have taken over. Which like it seems like it's that's an kind of an oxymoron right yeah. off the bat. Like. You're, you're so, and you hear these news reports, everybody's saying peaceful, 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 but there has been rioting. There have been people that have been well, killed. Well, hang on a second. So, like, it, it does piss me off a little bit that you're, let me let me give, let me give you this. And, and maybe it's because, and I'll freely admit, maybe it's because I do still view the sides thing and there's definitely, I, I see the media reaction to different things differently. Like, the protesters in 
Michigan that were protesting the lockdown orders there. Right. Showed up to Capitol Hill. Right. Armed. Right. Because you're allowed to in Michigan. Right. And the way that they were demonized is they were doing something that was like they were dangerous. They were causing problems. They were viewed at as criminals. Right. Where people who have been. Bullshit. I have not been viewed as criminals. Bullshit. What do you mean bullshit? Okay. Here's the thing. MSNBC called them criminals. Fox News called them heroes. You flip it. Now the protesters who are the BLM, Fox News calls them criminals. MSNBC calls them heroes. So they both were called criminals and heroes, depending on which side was reporting the news. Okay. All right. So hold on. I will say this. That's absolutely true. But there is so. No, 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 no. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with that. But you're looking at two media outlets. Right. When the vast majority of the like the, the the media narrative was that they were dangerous when they committed no crime whatsoever, and the other people who were doing property crimes and vandalism and people died. Nobody died during those protests that were going on in Michigan. Uh, no uh, one uh, died. Uh, 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 uh. If the cops during the Michigan protest had reacted the same way they did to the BLM protests, people would have died. Without question, if they started coming at them with billy clubs and tear gas, people would have died. So do you blame, so you blame the cops yes. for that one? You say they were not provoked or nobody did anything to cause that? What I, I don't know. I don't know if it was the police showing incredible restraint um, because it was a whole bunch of heavily armed people and they were scared. Or if they were showing restraint because it was a bunch of middle-class white people. I, I honestly don't know why. It could be either. It could be a combination of both. Okay. But the fact that under one circumstance, the police reacted one way, and under another circumstance, the police reacted another way is the reason. And I can guarantee you that if the police reacted to the Michigan protesters in the same way that they've been reacting to BLM protesters, a lot more people would have died. Because there probably would have been a firefight. Okay, you know, think but you, about but this. you don't, but you don't put you don't put the people showing up to these things in any like you don't think that they're, that you don't think that the police reaction has something to do with the 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 actions of the people that were there protesting, or rioting, or I mean, like, do you really think? And again, maybe you do think this. Do you really think that? The police in these situations, like mm-hmm. when you go there, when when they when the, when the people went to Michigan and protested, right? There were people of all races that were out there. It wasn't black or white or whatever it was, right? And the police acted in a certain way, right? But do you think it was might be because those people weren't actually doing anything wrong? It's possible. It's it, it's possible. Yeah, I, I mean it, the the situation itself was less confrontational. No, but here's the thing. And do you do you blame the police? Yes. For the. <laughs> You didn't even really finish what I was saying. It doesn't matter. That's a <laughs> hold on. Do you blame the police for the looting and the rioting and the burning no. of buildings? No, no. So you 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 very rarely see, if ever, have seen these. Like there, there is a different attitude depending I, on these protests by the protesters. Well, yes and no. Yeah, yes, I see that, and there are outliers, and there are people in the protests. That are their only objective is to get some free shit and to steal some shit. You know, it's going to happen. But why aren't those protesters showing up at the Michigan thing? Like, well, why that, aren't they showing up there? That Michigan was one event that happened 
you know, a while back. So, yeah. There were protests that were happening all over the country at that time, though. I'm using Michigan as just the one example I can go to, but there were other protests in other places. They were nowhere, nowhere of the scale that we're talking about right now. No. Nowhere. No, no, no. No. No, 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 you're right. No, no, they weren't of the scale. But, yeah. I, I, so when it scales up, all of a sudden, then you can go ahead and, and, and riot and loot shit? Yeah, I think there is a tipping point where chaos starts to uh, override. You know what I'm saying? Just because of the numbers of people that are in one area. And the amount of anger. I mean, the, the anger level was different, too, well, with yeah, those protests. Course. Because it, it was, you know... People were starting to get angry because they couldn't run their business, they couldn't go out, they couldn't do the things that they would normally do. That's a different type of anger when you feel like there is a force out there that's literally going to kill you randomly at any moment for no reason. Yeah. You know, so that's a different kind of anger. But I see what you're saying. Yes, but I don't think you can compare the two on the same scale. They are the same in a lot of ways, but in that regard, they are a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's like one's a, a little bit of a slow simmer, the other is like right in your face. A flashpoint. But no, hold yeah. on. But hold on though, and you said this before, and and the media has completely ignored this part of the narrative. But and that's all sides of the media have ignored this part of the narrative, by right. the way. Is that you're saying that with the current protests that were going on and the looting and the rioting, that the massive amount of unemployment and the destruction of the econ- the global economy due to the overreaction of the government for the coronavirus mm-hmm. is a is a fact is oh, a yeah. larger factor than what the media is playing it out to be. Oh, without this, question, because the media yeah. is only this is only about race as far as the media is concerned. This these national protests would never have happened if it wasn't for the lockdown. Period. End of story. And the reason, but the but when you say the lockdown, what was the reason behind it, though? It wasn't just the simple fact that they were locked down. It was that people are unemployed, people have yeah. lost money. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, first of all, the, the original part, a lot of the original anger was people were literally had been locked in their homes for, for two and a half months. Yeah. They were like, yeah, screw this, I'm going stir crazy. In and, certain areas. Yeah, I, they were literally getting cabin fever, mm-hmm. which is a, a real thing. I mean, people feel like... I have got to do something. And it's it's like it, it becomes a, a little bit manic. Yeah. Um, so that that's a part of it. Another part is you have 40 million people unemployed. Mm-hmm. 40 million people have no job. They got no reason to get up early tomorrow morning. And, you know, they may still have income coming in, but they don't have a future outlook. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's another component of it. So all of these things have come together. It's 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 literally the perfect storm on both sides. It was the the perfect storm of government trying to take too much power and it was the perfect storm of the people um you know it, it, rising up and taking some of that power back. Yeah. So you know, I get where you're coming from and the looting but keep in mind there really hasn't been any significant looting or burning down buildings in a couple of weeks now. You know what I'm saying? It's been a little while. It's been a while. So everything that you had the flashpoint, Mm -hmm. but now it's like things have stabilized. You still got the protests going on, but they're peaceful. Um, And one of the reasons that they're peaceful is police have disengaged. That's what happened in Seattle. The moment police disengaged, there was no more violence. You know, the moment they backed out, I mean, that's one thing no one is saying about Chaz. There's no violence there. You know, well, I, there was I, there was a story that one guy was painting graffiti and that he got roughed up. Yeah. And but o- other than that, that's all I heard. And outside of the zone, 
if the guy was painting graffiti and the cops caught him, he would have got roughed up too. Well, that's true. No, 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 that's true. So, yeah. well, and again, police violence is a problem, and and solving that problem, there, there, there's a lot of there's a and I guess we can get into this part of it now. But looking forward, of what is going to be some of the things that go away that police are not going to be allowed to do anymore, it looks to me as if there is going to be some action on some of these items because I I don't think that we're going to get rid of government in the near future not this time I, like i don't think it's going to happen we're on a path to where it's becoming more possible than it was six months ago without question we're closer than i think we've ever been in my lifetime yeah yeah when you say that we've been closer than we've ever been in in your lifetime what do you what are you attributing it to and I, we may have already just talked about all of this stuff but what are you really attributing that we're getting closer to like do you really think that the mindset of more people now is one that is that they don't want the government anymore? Yes. Yes, I do. And I attribute that exclusively to me. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> you're such a dick. You're such a dick. I think, you know, in general, just people are. Yeah, I, I think that people are just, you know, starting to realize that a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense. And there's so many things pointing to it. I mean, and some of the things are just the ridiculousness of the guy we have in the White House uh, right now and the guy that's running against him. You know, uh, we're in a situation where literally any objective person is going to look at these two people and go, they're both fucking morons. Really? These are the guys that are going to lead us. So I think it's it's just things like that. It's it's everyday things that people having to deal with government or getting pulled over and thinking, you know what? I was, I was doing, you know, 53 in a 45 and now I have to pay the government $300. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it, it's that sort of thing. And people are starting to realize, yeah, this is just a, a, you know, I don't need them or at least I don't need them for as much as I used to think I need them for. Yeah. And I think that is the direction that it's going. Okay. You know? Um, and I, I think just people are waking up to that fact and I, more and more people pointing out the absurdity like I do. I, that's really all I do. I just it, what I do on a daily basis on social media is point out the absurd. Yeah. A and that's my primary focus. And I think that once you do that, people start to realize how absurd it is. And I think that the government's reaction to the, that sort of thing a lot of times is to like double down on it and that makes even more people realize well, what the fuck is that? So even if they didn't get it the first time, it's like the next time when the government just, you know, tries to, to go, take it even further, then they start to see it. So it's really what I attribute it to. People are just, you know, and I hate to use the term woke or waking up or anything because that's just turned into so who knows what that recognizing. Means. Yeah, but people are, are, are recognizing that they don't necessarily need it like they thought they needed it. Yeah. And if they do need some form of government, it can be a whole lot smaller with a whole lot less power. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, and more more dealt with I locally. Mean, just look at how people now think of, you know, uh, uh, drug crimes. I bet if you did a poll on the street um, right now today, you would have probably about 70% of the population say, yeah, we should start just clearing out all the nonviolent drug offenders out of prison. Yeah. You know, wait, we don't need nonviolent drug offenders in prison. You know, and that's a position that 10 or 15 years ago, 
maybe 30% agreed with. Yeah. No, you no, know, that one, that, that, no, no, the majority has gotten much bigger, much quicker on that oh, one. Yeah, yeah. And, but I'm saying that's, and that's not a single issue thing. That's a way of thinking. That's somebody thinking to themselves that, look, they didn't harm anyone, you know, and so the government shouldn't have, you know, put them in a cage just because they, quote unquote, harmed themselves yeah. or had the potential to harm themselves or did something that the government just didn't want them to do, but was no big deal. You know, it, it, it didn't infringe upon anyone else's rights. And once you start thinking in that regard, the more you do it, the more things you notice that yeah. are like that. Okay, well, let me ask you another question, and this is a little bit, I wasn't planning on going down this road today, but it's kind of funny to go down this road. Do you think that more people are, and again, not waking up, but recognizing and becoming more government needs to leave me alone. I, I was going to use the word libertarian, but I'm just going to say it's the right word to use. Me. Okay. Yeah. So do you think that people's individual philosophies are maneuvering more towards libertarian now because they're also recognizing the absurdity of all of it and are like, like, I, I know what you're you're asking. And the like, answer, I don't, it's not going to equate to votes, but I'm talking about the mindset of individuals. The answer is partially. What I notice when I talk to people who I've known for a long time and known their political beliefs for a long time and, and talk to them about multiple issues is it's happening on single issues at a time. Okay. And they'll start to change their way of thinking on a particular issue. But what happens then is at some point they realize the logic they're using to come to the conclusion uh, of that issue. You see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Once they have a libertarian, you know, stream of logic to get to a conclusion on one issue, it has a tendency to eventually jump to another issue. It spreads like <laughs> a virus, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Because you start to think in a way that, you know... It changes your outlook on things in general. Yeah, it has to. I mean, that's that's kind of what what, you know, I've believed for a very long time is that if you spend enough time thinking about these things, the only logical conclusion to eventually get to is anarchy. Yeah, I, because you if you keep looking at it and you realize that really the the end result of anything having to do with government is always force. It just doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that eventually once you start thinking on those things on single issue bases, uh, it eventually but turns you, into a philosophy. You, you want to get the government out of those things. Yeah, or just you might not even initially want to get See, the government out. You just recognize that the what the government is doing is wrong. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but you but you're equating that that because they recognize what they're doing is wrong, equates to they then you get rid of the government eventually, I, but not necessarily because a because lot of a times, lot of those people are not like that. Are not no, there, no, no, no. A lot of times they recognize that the government is doing something wrong, but they want the government to fix themselves. Yes, but eventually when they see that enough times, they start to realize well maybe the government can't fix itself. You know, maybe the government is the problem itself. And once they get to that point, it's you know it, from there it's all downhill. Game set match. Yeah, you're you know. Well, the, the funny Next thing, thing you know, you're in a sleeping bag in Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> Wait oh for Snake Plissken. Wait for Snake Plissken. 
And I thought you'd be taller. <laughs> I love that movie, by the way. That was a great movie. Yeah. I, you know, I even liked Escape from L.A. Yeah, not as good, but you not know. as good. Not as good. I like that he shut off the entire world at that point, though, at the end of that movie. Yeah. Not, that, not that he gave away a spoiler here, but, you know. Spoiler alert from a movie from 1989. I think you're okay. <laughs> or whatever year it was. I don't know. It was in the 90s, I think, is what it was. Was it the 90s? I think it was in the 90s. I, I was going with late 80s, but, you know, well, either way. Escape it, from that New York. That time period. Was, yeah. Escape from New York, I want to say, was like 82 or 3, maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. I, think, I think it was pretty early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. What a great movie. It was a great movie. It really was a good movie, though. That's your homework for the week, listeners. If you haven't seen Escape from New York, go watch it oh yeah for real if you haven't seen that movie yet you should go watch it oh without a question honestly snake plissken is one of the coolest characters in a in a movie ever uh you know i he's one of the coolest. i have to say i have to say that snake plissken is really cool but he's not even the coolest kurt russell character oh who's a better kurt Ru- who's a better kurt russell character than snake plissken uh, big Trouble Little China, man. Oh. <laughs> oh. And I can't think of the character's name in that, but I love that. I can literally picture the scene where oh, he's shit. like me and then says his name, and I can't remember the character's name. Oh, God, Jack? Yeah, I think it is Jack. Jack. Uh, Come on, you can do it. Hurry up. You, you know, why are you using your phone for that? You got the computer right in front of you. You know, that seems like a much quicker way to do it, much more efficient. But yeah, Kurt Russell, man, just yeah, total badass. One of my uh, favorite movie actors and a libertarian. Yes, yes, yeah. he is. As a matter of fact, let's so. see if I can find this. Yeah, oh, I know. I can. I can literally almost hear it in my head. But anyway, all right, hold on. Jack Burton. Jack Burton. Jack yeah. Burton. Yeah. Jack Burton. Another great movie. I got the first name right, by the way. More. You did get the first. Yeah. Uh, so uh, more homework. If you haven't seen Big Trouble in Little China, do yourself a favor. I heard favor. they're going to remake that movie, I thought. Oh, don't remake it. I know. Don't. I know. Uh, don't do remakes. Yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And the what's Kim the, Cattrall was in that movie, too, by the way. That, that was Kim Cattrall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she was hot back in the day. She's still hot now. What are you talking about? Is she really? Yeah, of course. Hmm. I haven't seen her in a while. She was in Sex in the City. Yeah, I knew that, but that's been like, hadn't that been like 10 years now since Maybe that's been off the air? I don't know. Yeah. So. She was good, though. She was hot then, though. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Maybe not my favorite in the world. Uh, well, whatever. Yeah, she's all right. So we'll we'll keep up watching on Chaz to see how this all works out. You know, we could squeeze in another topic if you got something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go down another road. Okay. Here. We're gonna go down another road. But I'm just saying, we, we'll keep we'll keep watching the keep watching the uh, the uh, the Chaz thing, though. The other th- I hope it pops up in other cities. I, I hope uh, this starts to happen. The and ultimately, hey, look, ultimately, um, I, I think the kids are going to get tired and go home. I don't think they're going to send in, you know, the cops with tear gas. Uh, Trump is threatening to, you know, send in the special forces or something like retarded like that, you know. But I, I think his, his generals will say, you know, uh, 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 yes, sir, you go take a nap. We'll get it taken care of. <laughs> well, I think you're starting to see the generals actually actively defy defy. Yeah, as they should. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Like, if you listen to the one general that was involved in the photo op, mm-hmm. that he was very, he very much as was apologetic to that. And if you listen to his reason, yeah, generals and rationale, don't like to do political stunts like that because they view that their job is apolitical. But he, yeah, exactly. But he did. I don't think he realized what was going on at the time. It's like the pres- I don't think he did either. The president's going outside. Uh, okay, I guess we're going outside. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in with the president and everybody starts heading out the front door you're probably going to go with them yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah. so so i can certainly understand that they uh 
Yeah. Well, and when Trump talked about putting U.S. troops on the ground in in cities, right? That that also got the got the military people to start backing away, which was actually oh, yeah. a really good sign. Like I was actually kind of happy that that happened. Uh, that's what I've always said. I, I think the U.S. military, um, you know, they have their flaws, but fundamentally they are. I think they there's probably, a line they don't want to cross. I yes, and I think they probably respect the Constitution more than any government entity out there. More than any politician, for sure. Oh, without any question, more than any politician. Well, not all politicians, but ninety percent of ninety them. plus percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, without question. Well, because there's also a percentage of them that think that they are doing something constitutional when they do what they're doing. Right. Like yeah. they think that they're somehow they're they're Biden by the law. Well, they think if they do it, it's constitutional. Yes. I, I think that's kind of where Trump is. Yeah, 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 you know, exactly. Because he just doesn't understand any of it. But yeah, that was the good news is I, I think the Pentagon would be like, oh, yeah, I, we didn't get that order, uh, but the facts must not have gone through or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're yeah. Well, español. Nabla inglés, nabla inglés. Trump calls the Pentagon. <laughs> prank call, prank call, prank call. <laughs> right. Press one for English. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. It's just not working. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, all I know is is right now it's a beautiful time. I look around. You know, I, a lot of people look at what's going on all across America right now and think, you know, these are some of our darkest days. And I look around and see a bright future. I, I really do. I, I, I look at what's going on right now and think this is potentially the beginning of, you know, more freedom and liberty and a much more... Uh, just a just and, and free world really I, I do i do so I, I look at everything that's going on um as a as a good thing well with the exception of the economy which is about to hit the tank oh by the way i have to say i made a shitload of money this week uh shorting stock the the indexes oh did you yeah well it dropped 1800 points on thursday it recovered about 400 points yesterday the dow did yeah yeah you know but yeah i made uh made real good money shorting this week oh nice so like i told you last week get out of the market man yeah it's, this is just the beginning of the the downward roller coaster so yeah make, make sure uh folks to uh to cover your bets if you're still in the market but i would recommend uh getting out and maybe even you know hedging the opposite direction because i think this market is going to go you, you so recommending shorting i'm recommending shorting or getting into things that are are um resistant to a market downturn yeah you know so protect protect yourselves right protect now. Protect yourself. Min- and there's a, there are a lot of opportunities to actually make a lot of money. Contact Wu Tang Financial. <laughs> what that is, but I'll let oh, you. Oh, you go never with watched it. that? You've watched Chappelle show, right? Uh, I I I you know I don't I never watched Chappelle like you did. I was I was not oh, as really? big a fan, but from what I've seen, I liked. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look up YouTube, the Wu-Tang Financial segment. <laughs> Wu-Tang Financial. It's really funny. All right. We'll see you on the other side. You're listening to Unattended Baggage. 